just me. A place to be me, where you get to experience life. Life is a journey, not a guided tour. If you want the rainbow, you have to go through the rain. Good day, beautiful people. We are here today because we're going to be talking to um, an amazing mental health professional today. And so I don't want to take up too much time. I just want to bring Tracy more on so that you can understand what she does and what is important about mental health. And of course, the Just Me Therapy podcast. So I'm Chisa Penix Brown. I'll be your host as we explore the background to tell you about the three different mental health professionals that bring this podcast together. And I'm very excited for you to meet Tracy Moore. So let's bring her on. Tracy. Hey, Ms. Brown, how are you? Good to see you. I am wonderful. Yes, good to see you too. So when we talk about mental health, what made you even get into this profession in the first place? And then we'll dive into a little bit of your background. But what made you say, you know what, this is the career for me? Actually, it's one of those things that um, find you when you're not looking for it. And when I when I say um, my life kind of pushed me to here, that um, now that I'm here, I know this is what I'm supposed to do because I've been doing it all my life. So it really doesn't feel like work. So it's okay. just something I've always done. And now, now it comes with a little heck air now and then. But the, um, just the pleasure is just something that is just something that has been um, a part of me. So it really never feels like work. And I've, okay. I've, it's something I've always done professionally. That's where I'm at okay. now from a new career. Yes. Now, just tell us about some of your past experiences with your old career. Okay, so I, I was in the military. I actually joined the military right after high school at 18, and I did 33 years. So um, when I retired back in 2018, I've just fell into um, the mental health. I went to school at um, Liberty University, so my background is in marriage and family um, therapy. Okay. Um, I got my my life coaching. I, I've been done that for about two years now. Um, I am licensing this year. I do my licensure for my um, MFT this year. Mm -hmm. And just with the military of yeah, 33 years, you get a whole lot okay. of counseling in them 33 years. <laughs> wow. Okay. And so what was it like transitioning from the military and then going into the mental health profession? Because one thing that I know about the military is, um, and then not to be on a sad side of things, but you always see where there are a high rate of suicide. You see that there is a lot of PTSD that happens because of the experiences that people go through. Um, and so, you know, I've never been in the military, but having a husband whose father was in the military and who has a sister whose husband is still in the military, he has a niece that's in the military now. So from that perspective, I'm used to being, you know, around it from that way. But for people who don't necessarily know, um, you know, maybe what is some of the things that possibly said, okay, well, look, I'm transitioning from this and I see that people need help. Um, and what made you focus in that that particular area as far as like marriage? So um, for me, it was just an extension of what I was already doing again for years. So uh, with my level, I, um, I retired as a uh, first sergeant. I did a sergeant major role. So it's kind of like the highest in the enlisted um, area. Okay. So you counsel day in and day out. That's part of your job. So 
um, the military itself, um, my give back to the military was me coming into the mental health just for my experience. Um, being with a family and see the impact, mental impact on separation, on, like I said, PTSD, the challenges within the military. Mm -hmm. um, again, this was just an extension. Um, and that's probably why I did the, the marriage portion and the family, because the impact, even on my own, being separated from my family, um, seven years on deployment, I saw the impact, the mental impact coming back home, saw the transition of, you know, you at home, but you, you are, you're a foreigner in your own home because you have to make that mental adjustment. How your mindset is for the military is way different to what we call civilian life. So even making that transition, um, coming in or going out, seeing I, I was a drill sergeant for years and seeing the impact of what came in mm -hmm. and what we had to do to do a product going out. So mm -hmm. always have a, a good thing about family, love family. Um, I love my family mm -hmm. and just support so that that family unit can make or break you. You know, they say happy, happy wife, happy life. Well, the husband got to be together too. The children got to yeah. be together too. Just like a collective um thing. So, um, move, you know, fast forward. Here I am. And that's kind of like the area definitely with our marriage because of just the impact. And when two, together and one can move 10,000 two can move a whole lot more <laughs> definitely now I like the fact that you it was the way that you said it you said something about the product like you see what came in and then you know what type of product that you needed to turn out and I think that that's really a good way to look at therapy like the whole point is that we're coming in with our problems and it's not trying to say that you can solve everything that we have as far as the issue but that hopefully you could maybe alleviate some of that stress. You could give us some things to to cope or to deal with. And so hopefully by the time that people finish, you know, doing therapy with you, they are a different product. So is that kind of how you might look at some of your clients? Like, look, let me help you because I know that you can be better. Oh, m most definitely. And I, I have this running joke within myself. Like, I don't like long-term relationships. So, <laughs> you know... We like life hits everybody differently. And most of the time when you come to therapy, it's you're coming because it hits you hard and it's just so much going on and you're trying to figure out everything at the same time. But but for me, like I feel we all have those solutions within us and mm -hmm. it's just a matter of unpacking it. So if I can help you change a perspective, you might see it one way, but when you start looking at it this way it might not be as bad as you really think because of all these other things that are happening, it might make this feel bad. And then again, um, just the concept from the military is a belief system. People mm. come from all walks of life and we have to make them believe one system. And if we can get all of them people to believe these core values, mm -hmm. what's your core values? And if you believe that I'm a soldier with or without a uniform, I'll be a soldier for life. And I retired in 2018 because of those core values and what I believe in. So if I operate on what I believe in, regardless of my situation, I don't lose sight of who I am. I mean, that's powerful. Um, you know what? I don't know if I ever really looked at it like that from the perspective of getting everybody to believe in the same thing. And it is a lot when people have all these different types of backgrounds and religions and coming from different states, speaking different languages. You know, even if you talk about the colloquialisms and, you know, all of those type of things that you do with jargon and, you know, just grammar, 
it does mean that you have to, in a way, assimilate people to Mm kind of understand that this is a way to do things. And so, you know, it's kind of interesting when you put it that way. So with your clients, getting them to kind of understand, you know, and I would assume some of your core values then are, you know, elicited to them, which can maybe kind of shape the, the way that they think about things and then just give them a new perspective as well. And and I don't necessarily like say, I'm not going to change my core values, but they might not be yours. So whatever your values are, your belief system, then that's what we, we move from there. If I don't understand it, I got to get a better understanding. You might not even understand it. Like some people are choose. I believe this. I'm scared of a dog just because my mama's scared of a dog. Mm-hmm. That don't really make you scared of a dog. So, and then traditionally, you know, we just accustomed to doing things the way others have done it because that's what we see, whether we agree or not. But if that's not what I believe and I want to make a difference, it's okay to choose you. And that's why I like that, that name, just me. Like if, if I need to rethink or recondition what I've been used to, because this is who I am, then let me be that. And these are my values. And I had to help support what you believe in. Now, it, has, it doesn't have to match my belief. Mm-hmm. I, need, I need to strengthen your belief, make sure you're doing what you're doing because that's what you believe, not what others believe or they want you to believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think in, in the way that you're doing things, you know, especially if you talk about marriage, um, people were brought up totally, completely different. Okay. And, you know, a person may feel like, being disrespected or they may feel like, you know, this is not the way that a man or a woman, you know, is supposed to do something because of how they were brought up. So if you could just give us a little bit of insight when people have this like internal conflict in their relationships, you know, what is something that you can do to kind of get them to see, listen, listen to each other first, right? And I would I would imagine that that would be one of the things, but to at least get them to understand the other person's perspective, because just, you know, in experience with things, I would imagine that a lot of times people just aren't listening. And that's probably a bigger part of you helping them to maybe even be better communicators. And and, and you hit you hit everything right on the head. It's like, um, get that understanding. Um, if we respond, sometimes do we don't understand. If I understood why you woke up with a headache because mm-hmm. you ate too much, you know, you had too much sugar last night. And I know your attitude when you, when you wake up like that, if I understand that to get that better understanding. Um, and sometimes it's just like, you know, y'all both saying the same thing. One just hollering and one, one is whispering. Mm-hmm. Why that person responded like that. And sometimes, you know, we go into relationships with um secrets or, not necessarily secrets that I don't want to tell them this is what happened to me when I was 14 or 15, but yet I'm operating based on past pain. So if you understood that I was touched inappropriately that way, that's why I don't like you to hug me. I'm not rejecting you. It's just that I still haven't dealt with somebody coming from behind me and grabbing because it puts me back into this place. And so now we get into an argument because I feel defensive or I push you away. But if you understood that, again, I say that was one of my triggers, we're not going to have two or three days where we're not speaking or you going out to get somebody else to feel you because I can't feel you right now because I'm just in my moment. So mm-hmm. that, that understanding and communication and uh, if I can get or help with what your other person is communicating, 
y'all understand the different parts of communication because it's not always what's coming out of your mouth. You got a lot of nonverbal communication. Uh-huh. I can look and say, oh, this is not the time to ask that question and I'll spend more money when I know you are tight on, you know? So it's, it's just there's different things. And, um, you know, two coming in, you got two individuals that's coming together trying to be one. And that's kind of hard because you was brought up a different way. He was brought up a different way. And if y'all don't want that too, especially, I, I definitely believe in pre-marital counseling, that if you don't... Like, um, or hey, the dating part is over now. When them bills and babies come, it's mm-hmm. a avenue. And if you hadn't even discussed that, how are we going to educate our children? What religion are they going to do? Do we save money or do we always spend? And it's mm-hmm. different when you start trying to bring those two things together. And a lot of times you come in with a lot of expectations. Oh, they should have known. But what if mm-hmm. they didn't know? And mm-hmm. again, help me to understand why you act like that. Why you spend a lot of money, you know? Yeah. And, you know, this situation that you're bringing up, I have um, a friend that is in a situation that's like almost completely mirrors that. And I'm sitting here listening like, you know, I think that a lot of times people don't recognize that they actually do need counseling and but they continue to argue and they might think that arguing is just a regular thing. Um, And so a lot of times I would say, do you find that the men or the women are the ones to reach out a little bit more when it comes to recognizing that there is an issue and that they're going to take the step to actually talk to a therapist? Um, so for me, it all depends on what month it is. You know, if it's February, and you don't get what you want, then I'm going to get more calls. Just to me, it's like the women are more aggravated. You know, all around okay. the things are the things where Oh, he failed to do something. Um, for for the men, um, they when they get tired of fighting or tired of arguing, it depends on what their limit is. They reach out. So I've had um, women, men. It, it doesn't matter. But I've even had some like, don't can I do this? Fill out this application for her? No, no, it's no secret. She got to know she coming to therapy. And yeah, then, well, a lot of times, um, I. If one one person might be ready and the other person is not ready, for mm-hmm. me, that's still okay. They're not ready for couple counseling, but you are individual being up as part of a couple. So you mm-hmm. still can go and get individual help because guess what? When you change, they have to change because you give them a different response. Because mm-hmm. if you always yelling, they're going to yell back. But the moment you don't yell, how do I respond and not yelling? Because I'm used to you coming to me. So if you start making your own individual changes and like say, stop pointing a finger that way to see, okay, what am I contributing? What things can I do or not do? What issues do I have? And again, a lot of those things we uh, project on our partner, but it's really some internal pains and things that we really hadn't done dealt with. And if we fix those, Man, that man or that woman be like, I'm so glad you finally talked to somebody about that. Yeah, yeah. But I think that you bring up an excellent point. Mm-hmm. You know, even if you are a couple, you still have to realize that you are an individual person and you recognizing that there's something wrong with you and needing to get therapy, needing to get help, needing to have that consultation, like that can make a whole lot of difference because I think oftentimes people just don't see somebody else's perspective or you have people that it's not going to make a difference, like they're always right. And then sometimes you need that objective eye 
that you're able to to give them in order to let them see where, you know, you might really not be right. You know, this may be a different avenue or maybe even if they are right, but maybe it's the approach, it's the tone, then maybe you can give them some type of um, other options to be able to express themselves that will work for their partner. Because I think that oftentimes, sometimes people are just reckless with their mouth. Most definitely. Yeah. And and that's the problem for a lot of people. I think maybe more people would be more receptive if somebody wasn't so combative, you know, so defensive. And then you teaching them how to do that as individuals. Um, Do you find like after a person does the individual counseling that, you know, they start to make those changes and then they are able to transition into couples counseling? Oh, um, it's highly recommended, at least if you come and talk to me, because um, a lot of times um, within couples counseling, they try to resolve individual issues. I have a couple come to me because we're having marital issues. My focus is on their marital issues within that content. If I can see like, okay, you might need help here. My recommendation is you need to go do individual counseling and the things that your individual counselor works on. When you bring it back within the, um, the couples counseling, you'll see that difference again. Like if it's that attitude, if it's uh, procrastination, whatever those things that are working individually. So now we can get this household unit to operate as one and you still have the individualism. But mm-hmm. you can get that addressed on the outside. And that that is most most definitely um highly recommended because that's what it is. It's like you doing individual counseling here and here, trying to bring them together mm-hmm. to, to go as one with the same okay. goals, with the again, if, if you wanted to marry yourself, you wouldn't have married somebody else. That's mm-hmm. why you, that's why you should always you should always be you. You know, yeah. I, I don't like um how we limit like what happens at 165 should be happening at 169. Don't separate people live over there. <laughs> so it's good. You might have it can take some advice, but you got to know what works for you. And again, really look within. Is it me or is it him? Is it him or her or is it me? And if I can address me, then what you got to deal with, maybe you go do you. So when we come together, we can do us. Yeah, no, I really I love the idea of being able to um, just understand what you need individually. And then you also need as a couple because they may not necessarily be the same things. And then being able to just make that work. And I think if more people would take the approach that you're you're providing, um, it would keep a lot of marriages together. Now, have you noticed like um, some changes in the types of issues that people have come to you with since COVID happened? Because um, you know, there was a higher divorce rate during that time frame. People were actually able to see, well, you know, I really don't like this person that much. You know, I really don't want this this anymore because they were together more. Um, but have there been any other type of behavioral changes or things that maybe have been trends since that time frame? Um, for me, the um the issues are still the same. Now you just face with your issues. Without COVID, you had an excuse. You didn't know that your husband was like this or your wife was really a neat freak, you know, like you can't do nothing, you know? So, um, but now you get called, you get forced to deal with and it's like, I don't want to do, I don't want all this. This is too much. 
And so now it's like, but I've never changed. You just never really seen a part of me. And coming together, you really got to see, you you really smelled the breath in the morning. You really was like, uh, do I really have to cook again? You know, uh-huh. working from home and then all of the noise and the children, you got to learn a new math, all of that. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. So now it's more like um, being overwhelmed or stressed out was there before COVID. Now you just handled it more because, again, you didn't, we lost our outlet. Mm-hmm. When COVID happened, you got forced to come into a box that you wasn't familiar with. You was like visiting. Now you had to live it. Mm-hmm. You had to live with her all day. You couldn't go to the boys. <laughs> you couldn't go out with the girls. You had to deal with this. And it's something you wasn't accustomed to. Mm-hmm. So now you got to learn a new well, I think it, I mean, honestly, I think it depends on, of course, who you were or who you are, because people may have changed during that time frame. But just being able to still have that outlet, um, how do you feel like basically the telemedicine has been able to help more people? Because if you couldn't come to the office, you were still able to consult with your clients either over the phone or online as well, right? Yes. So um, I I love telehealth. Um Telehealth is not for everyone, depending on um, what your concern is. So if, if you got, you know, just a busy body and you can't focus, telehealth ain't going to be good. Okay. Um, if you, a, a child is highly recommended that they um, come in office because of that attention span and they, they overwhelm with the Zoom stuff. So you get you get a break. Um, a lot of people didn't like coming into the office because the stigma of I'm not going into counseling. So telehealth allowed you to have that privacy at your own home and nobody got to know, you know, that you got an appointment today. So you're mm-hmm. at home. So mm-hmm. I think it was like, okay, yeah, maybe I'll reach out now because nobody will see me, but I can get the help that I needed. So I, I, I love it. Um, and it saves on gas. It does save on gas. It definitely saves on gas. Well, I think that, you know, just the things that you've expressed have definitely give us a lot of insight. Um, I definitely see now why you specifically focus with the family and, and the marriage unit, because it is an important thing. And when we talk about just being able to continually build, having a happy home does make, you know, anything else that's going on in the world a lot easier to deal with because a lot of people go home to unhappy places. So if the world outside is unhappy and then you got to come home to an unhappy place, you know, that that's a miserable situation. So just being able to at least have a place that is like a respite for you to be able to say, look, I can kind of control some of the things that go on. I can be nice. I can have a, a nice situation. I think that that's to me one of the things that you're able to help people understand because it's always going to be some craziness going on, but the the part of therapy that you're providing gives them ways to be in accordance, right? And in alignment with each other. So okay. I love that. Okay. And right now, is there anything you'd like to leave people with like as a, a note for them to consider coming to a mental health professional? When in that, check it out. If you, if it's just, if, if you, you got to keep, questioning yourself like man should I go like I think something wrong with me I, I have this then you go because you you can go for a free consultation um just to talk and then say well you can um even online it's like different assessments that you can take like stress or whatever and if you score high on one of those assessments then just 
go talk to somebody, whether it's a therapist or your your primary care. It'd be like, look, I have a lot going on. What you recommend? And some medication is not for everybody, but that's self-talk and just being able to get some of those things off of your chest and out of your mind is a stress reliever, as a stress reliever, whether it's a therapist or a best friend. You need to you need to get it out. So when in doubt, just check it out. Yeah. And I mean, that's one of the reasons why you guys started the podcast in the first place mm-hmm. to be able to help people. And so what would you say is your favorite, you know, like moment so far in doing the Just Me Therapy podcast? The favorite episode, a moment when we actually was like in the park. I like getting out um, in the community and meeting people and just seeing seeing you and allowing them to see me and my mm-hmm. true self. You know, I think you should be true to yourself with whoever you are, whatever you are, to always be you. And if you can talk from that basis, not trying to be anybody else, I just love to connect. When we were out in the park, oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. that. That was just so just a neat really um see the faces and we got like, feedback like whether it helped or not oh, yeah I'm interested in that so that that's just amazing I mean I, I like I like the connect I like the connect I love that all right well Tracy I want to thank you so much for sharing your time with us and giving us some insight into you know your way of doing therapy and then also just telling us to really be ourselves at every moment that we could possibly mm-hmm. be ourselves because we can't really be anybody else well, um, right. so I'm already taking it that's what I'm saying. Like that's that's what people really need to know, and so they don't need to put on any airs when they come to therapy. Be yourself and bring your full self to therapy. Yeah, most definitely, because you're gonna get in here. It's just me, and I love that realness. You know that. All right. Well, thank you so much, and um, we're gonna end this episode. But now you can check out Tracy, and then you can continue to listen to the Just Me Therapy podcast, and just go to JustMeTherapy.com. And you will be able to listen to past episodes and new episodes are coming soon. All right. This is a bye. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Just Me Therapy podcast. If you are seeking further one-on-one diagnoses, interventions, and treatment plans, please consider scheduling an appointment with an individual counselor at Journeys Counseling Center located in Greensboro, North Carolina. Journeys can be reached at 336-294-1349. The mission of Just Me Therapy podcast is to use authentic conversations to uplift one's mind, body, and soul. The goal of Just Me Therapy is to offer affordable education and insight to individuals who experience financial barriers to accessing individualized behavioral health care services. With that being said, The information, including opinions, advice, and recommendations discussed in this podcast are intended for individual, informational, and educational purposes only. Such information is not intended to substitute the recommendations of your own licensed therapist or healthcare professional. Although we are licensed behavioral health professionals, we are not your licensed behavioral health professional. As a result, The advice mentioned on this podcast should not replace the recommendations offered by your own qualified health professional.